0: Hello, my name is Isaac Keith Martinez, and welcome to Isaac's Haunted Beard. Today we're going to talk about a film called Bronson, from the year 2008. This episode is dedicated to my friend Mike Bland, also known as Big Baby Blando, also known as Triple B, also known as Trips B also known as Utah Project. Mike Bland donated this film to the Isaac's Haunted Beard Film Library, and I want to thank you, Mike. So this one goes out to you. There's a band called Was Not Was, and they have a song called Dad, I'm in Jail. Maybe you've heard it. If you've seen the film Pump Up the Volume, there's a scene where Christian Slater is playing it while he's driving near the end of the movie. And it's a pretty simple song. It's a song where a guy is calling his father from jail. And the lyrics are pretty simple. It's not really sung, (laughs) it's comical. It goes like this. He's pretty much just like, Hello, dad. I'm in jail. I like it here. the reason I bring this up is because this movie Bronson reminds me of that song it's just this idea of someone who it's 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 unique in that if you compare it to other prison films because this is a prison film where the person in prison likes it better in prison (laughs) than he does uh, out in the world This is a true story and Michael Peterson spends most of his life in prison. He's still there. He's considered Britain's most violent criminal. And the film is narrated by Michael Peterson. What's interesting is whenever you hear Michael Peterson's narration, you see michael peterson on a stage in a theater talking to an audience about his life and this happens throughout the film there's moments where we return to this darkened theater as michael peterson tells his life story to an audience and it's obvious that this is not meant to mean like this really happened um I'm not certain if you're supposed to assume that this is going on in his mind. Like that seems like it's very possible that he's just fantasizing that he's telling his story. But that's not even important. I don't think you really have to make sense of it. I think it's just um, artistic choice to show the lead character on a stage, narrating the film in front of an audience. Um especially a very violent story to tell your life story and, and your life story being a very violent story in a, in a theater to a well-dressed crowd as you're on stage, it's like you're treating your story as though it's, um, artistic. Also, it gives, it's, it sets a tone for the film. Like you're watching not just your average prison movie, but you're, uh, a different approach to a, pr- a prison film. Cause it's, it's like an art film, you know, it's like a violent art film. Um, his first um, trip to prison, cause he, he's, he's in and out of prison. Michael P- Peterson first goes to prison for robbing a post office. And his first sentence was only seven years. But once he gets there, you know, and he's, he's a young man, but once he, once he gets there, he gets into fights, just constantly getting into fights with just about everyone, with other prisoners, with the guards, especially with the guards. And you, you, you pretty much realize it's not because he's being picked on and it's not specifically because he's a bully. It's it seems as though he enjoys fighting. Um and I don't I don't think he's necessarily violent because he likes ca- causing harm. It's not clearly explained what the thrill is. So you're kind of left to figure it out for yourself, which is which is good. You know, it's not something that's totally spelled out for you, but you see him get excited when he's about to get into a fight. You see him get like happy and you, you realize, wow, this guy really loves fighting. Uh, maybe it's the adrenaline rush. He just enjoys attacking people and he doesn't just fight keep it to just fighting one person. He'll fight a bunch of people at one time, and he's a muscular guy, and he's just a real aggro (laughs) person, so you know, he's very scary, and and yet he's also very um, charming in his own rough, gruff way. (laughs) But yeah, he just seems to enjoy fighting, and he enjoys prison, because okay, now, when you figure out what your favorite thing in the world to do is best case scenario is that you do your favorite thing as often as you have the opportunity to do and i would imagine if fighting people is your favorite thing to do in the whole world that's the thing that makes you most happy being in prison could be a dream spot for you dream location because You constantly have opportunities to get into fights because you're surrounded by other violent people and the guards are trained to protect themselves from violent people. They're surrounded by violent people. So it's as though everyone there is put, I mean, you know, the fantasy, (laughs) like as though everyone there is put there for your amusement, your amusement being fighting people he in his narration refers to his prison cell as his hotel room. <laughs> so you're like, wow, this guy is nuts. And that's what, that's the same conclusion. The prison comes up with because they can't figure out why he's getting into so much fights and starting so much fights. Otherwise he must be nuts because eventually they transfer him to a psychiatric hospital. And once he gets there, they try to control him more with drugs and keeping him all doped up. But he does, and I, I, although this, I will admit, <laughs> uh, this this review is filled with spoilers, this, you know, but not so much so that I think it would ruin the movie if you've never seen it and, and this episode inspires you to want to seek it out. I mean, it's such a simple story that even if I ruin everything, there's a total difference between hearing me talk about it and describe it and actually watching it because it is a very artistic film and it's beautifully shot. So please check it out. I mean, definitely the point of this episode is to recommend the movie if this sounds like something that would appeal to you. So yes, there's spoilers. (laughs) I should have said that in the beginning. So... He does manage to remain violent in the psychiatric hospital, despite being drugged up. And then they transfer him to a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. But he's not a lifer, at least not, not yet. Not at that point in his life. So eventually he does get released and put back into society. While out in the real world he hooks up with an old friend from prison who becomes his manager okay <laughs> and gets him gigs as an underground fighter i think uh for that point in history i think you're supposed to be thinking of his fights as like bare knuckle boxing but it's more than just that it's 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 kind of anything goes underground fighting i think would be um a good way to to describe it if you don't know what that is it pretty much is what it sounds like you know where you pit two guys in a fight and they fight in front of people who are going to gamble on who's going to win the fight and that's how people make money off these fights and that's how the fighters uh make money off the fights by gambling and he goes from one-on-one fights so just him and another guy and he proves that he's so tough and he's such a successful fighter that eventually he gets booked in fights where he's fighting multiple people and then i mean where do you go from there you know when you're just beating up a whole bunch of dudes at once where do you go from there and he ends up being booked in fights where he's uh, fighting dogs <laughs> they just sick a bunch of dogs on him and he has to fight dogs now, this is the point in the movie where Michael Peterson changes his name because his manager uh, explains to him that Michael Peterson is not a tough name and they need to also sell him as a like a celebrity fighter. So he should pick a name that he wants to go by. And it's recommended that... He picks something that sounds like a movie star name. So he takes that literally and he chooses a movie star name. He chooses the name Charlton Heston. And his manager says, no, that's not a tough name. That's not a tough guy. Besides, you're not like Charlton Heston. You're more like Charles Bronson. And boom, there you go. He takes on the name Charles Bronson, but he goes by Charlie. So for the rest of the movie... He is known as Charlie Bronson. (laughs) There you go. That's the explanation of why the movie is called Bronson. While he is out in the real world, he eventually falls in love with a girl he's dating and he wants to marry her. So, he robs a jewelry store to get an engagement ring to propose to her. It's this robbery that gets him sent back to prison. Now, we are nearing the final act of the film. I think the first act of the film is his first introduction into prison and, just you know, really discovering that he loves violence. He loves fighting. And then the second act of the film is being out in the real world and fighting professionally in a... Illegal underground kind of way and then the third act of the film because it's not a long movie. I think it's like an hour and a half uh, And it's nicely paced it goes by pretty quickly. The final act of the film is his his trip back to prison You know and for the record, uh, I did look into this. I mean the guy is still there, so it's not like This movie is supposed to represent his entire life But for the record he is still in in prison now while he's in prison his in his return to prison he gets into art and he starts drawing pictures with you know whatever they have to offer him as far as like um you know like uh he he they show him drawing with crayons maybe that's all that's available or i don't know maybe that's just what they trust him with but he just draws he draws birds a lot and he draws weird little monsters and his art teacher notices that he's taken a shine to drawing and that he's pretty good at it. And, the, you know, the prison has also noticed that it has seemed to calm him down. He's So at this point in the movie, he's taking a break from fighting people. Uh, as the audience member, you realize he's just taking a break. <laughs> There's no way he's given up fighting, but they don't know that they're hoping that, Hey, this is the thing. That's gonna replace fighting for him, that he's creative and he just wants to express himself and he's into art now. Um, <laughs> so he's a model prisoner, or at least for a little while. And then one day he's told the prison art studio will be closing. They no longer have the funds for it. And this leads to him, of course, (laughs) reverting back to his violent ways and leading to the finale of the film where he takes his art teacher hostage. Now, I think I did actually a pretty good job of not revealing too many spoilers. Like, for instance, what does he want? You know, what's his demands? I'm not going to tell you does he get away with it? Well, I I guess I just already told you earlier that he's still in prison. So ultimately, no, he doesn't. But as simple as a story, as this story is, it is an exhilarating experience to watch. So that's, that's pretty much what Bronson's about. Now, as I said earlier, I am recommending this movie, but the thing about recommending movies is you can't just blindly recommend movies. I think that's foolish to go. Everyone should see this. No, 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 <laughs> be, um, be careful about who you recommend things to, especially if it's a violent film. Um, so I'm saying that if either you have A liking for violent movies and a liking for artistic movies, then this is the movie for you. Because obviously, if you like art films, there's tons of art films that exist that have no violence in them. This is not necessarily for you. And on the flip side of that coin, if you like violent movies, you have to also like artsy kind of movies to want to like this too. Because I mean, let's say you just like for instance, I don't know, Rambo or Friday the 13th or whatever you, you know, whatever your favorite type of violent movie is, you may not like this movie because those movies are more mainstream. I like those movies as well, but those movies are more mainstream. This is more of an art film. And by saying that I want to be careful about who I recommend this to, you know, I'm admitting that I recognize that this movie is disturbing, especially if you're easily disturbed, because I have a thing where when I watch a movie, I do see it just as a movie. I don't really find myself losing myself so much in the story where I start to believe that what's happening on the screen is really happening. Um, I do see it as art. I see it as actors performing violence, pretending that they're, you know, reenacting violent moments. I don't really have the emotional reaction like oh, people are actually getting hurt I wouldn't real life but I also know that there's a lot of people out there who react to whatever they see on their on the screen on the movie screen or the TV screen as though it's really happening so those people might not want to see this film so let's continue as though you're one of the people that enjoys violent pictures the thrill of fighting is something that is going to carry you through the movie because you're watching Bronson experience a thrill when he's fighting people. And I think that the filmmaker made this movie possibly for people who also have a thrill watching fighting. And let's face it, that's a real thing, because think about... Uh, I mean, not that I have to sell you on it, <laughs> but a really easy thing to compare it to is think about martial arts movies. Like, we obviously really love seeing, or some of us, many of us, <laughs> really enjoy seeing action sequences. We enjoy seeing people fight when they're really good at it. So it's such a very specific combination. It's such a very specific cocktail of uh, ingredients to what kind of movie fan would appreciate this movie you have to enjoy watching someone who's really violent and really good at fighting and you have to be comfortable with that i mean you're going to see people get hurt and you're going to see it shown in an art- in an artistic way <laughs> now if you're highfalutin which i'm guessing you're not if you listen to this podcast but if you were you might go oh the fact that it's filmed in this beautiful way, this artistic way, it's like, it's glamorizing it. Well, I don't think that, let's say, I agree with you. that it's glamorizing violence. I don't think it's glamorizing violence in the sense where it's encouraging people to be violent because, Ooh, look how fun it looks. Look how beautiful it looks. No, I think that's foolish. I think that's not a smart approach to you know how to react to this movie or how to tell people how to react to this movie. no I think that what the filmmaker is accomplishing is capturing on film how it feels for Bronson to participate in these violent acts I think the fact that it looks so beautiful on screen that's probably how it feels in his own head that's The beauty, the beauty we see as the audience on screen is the beauty he feels as the fighter, because you know, in that last act of the film, he gets into art and when art is taken away from him, he returns to fighting. So it's as though this person just wants to express himself and he doesn't know how, so he expresses himself physically and violently. And when he has the opportunity to express himself artistically, he throws himself into that and that gets taken away from him. So he returns to fighting. So it seems as though whatever he's going to throw himself into, he's going to do it completely. And it's when you're expressing yourself. I mean, if you're an artist, You know what it feels like to make art, to express yourself on the canvas or on paper, or maybe you're a musician, you know, there's all these different ways to express yourself. You know how it feels to take a part of your soul and your heart and put it in a song or put it on paper. And I think that's what Bronson is trying to do. I think he's just trying to express himself. And he has a lot of rage and he doesn't know what to do with it. So when he has the chance to express himself through art, he does, but when he doesn't, he does it through fighting. So fighting for him is like his version of art. And as a fighter, he's an artist. So I think that's why the movie is so beautiful. And I think that's why the movie kind of glamorizes fighting because it's glamorous to him. And I love, you know, um, as far as aesthetic is concerned, I really love when ugly things are shown in a beautiful way. Um, It's always, it's, (laughs) it's something that I've always been a fan of. Uh, There's a scene in the film where Bronson is in the psychiatric hospital and they're playing pet shop boys And all the inmates are dancing, and that scene is in slow motion. (laughs) And I think visually, that's my favorite scene in the movie. And it just has like a a beautiful, insane energy and vibe that I really appreciate. And if just hearing that description appeals to you, then hopefully you'll check out (laughs) this movie. This movie is directed by Nicholas Winding. Uh, he I'm sure you've heard of him. He's made 10 films so far. And I've only seen two of his movies. I've seen Drive, and I've seen Only God Forgives. And coincidentally, um, Only God Forgives is a movie that was highly recommended to me by the same person that gave me this copy of Bronson, the same person I dedicated the podcast to, Mike Bland. And I really love, I thought both of those movies were terrific. I really love Only God Forgives, which I saw for the first time uh, this this past year, 2020. Um, he's made another movie called The Neon Demon, which has actually been in my, my queue. And uh, I think it's prime video for a while now. So I am looking forward to finally seeing that. I'm not really sure what I'm in for. I'm sure it's going to be violent. I, I was under the impression it might have even been like an artistic horror film. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> the character of Bronson is played by Tom Hardy. And I guess this movie predates Tom Hardy being becoming a, a famous movie star. Um, Tom Hardy is someone that we all know who he is. I don't really have to explain to you who he is. I like a lot of you my first time really like remembering his name by associating him with a a major character is uh, Dark Knight Rises from 2012 where he played Bane and then of course in 2014 when he played Mad Max in Mad Max Free Road which I really like I like both of those movies I like Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy I like the Mad Max films and I like Tom Hardy as Mad Max I like his quiet approach to the character And it doesn't bother me that it's not Mel Gibson because I think the Mad Max character is like a legend. So really you can get a bunch of different people to play him, kind of like James Bond. And what you're seeing when you watch the movies is just like different legends, different tales of this person in the future. Another thing I really uh, liked that I remember seeing Tom Hardy in was a 2017 TV series from the BBC called Taboo. And I, I don't live in Britain, so obviously I don't have the BBC. Although I think, yeah, you could probably get that channel. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I saw it on, on basic cable. I think it might have been effects. I'm not entirely sure. It's um, a story written actually by Tom Hardy and his dad. And uh, it's, it, I think it's on Hulu. So if you want to see that, I know I didn't make any attempt to explain it. <laughs> Go for it. Now although Tom Hardy is perfect as Bronson, the part was originally uh, supposed to be played by Jason Statham, but Jason Statham had uh, schedule conflicts, so he was unable to play the part. Tom Hardy plays the part perfectly. I heard that Tom Hardy went to visit the actual Bronson in jail and learned how to speak like him and... You know, capture all his mannerisms and the the actual inmate. When the movie was over, uh, originally was not allowed to s- uh, see the film, but eventually, they changed their mind and the prison uh, arranged a screening for him. And he saw it and he loved it and he thought that Tom Hardy did a great job. Could Bronson have kept himself out of jail? If he was a young guy today, like with things like MMA, could Bronson just have had that as an outlet? I wonder maybe I like the idea of an autobiographical film that doesn't show the entire life of a person. Like I don't feel it's necessary where you have to have a movie end with a person dying. It's, it's, it's neat to go. This person has an interesting life and this is an interesting moment in that person's life so i recommend this movie to people who like violent art films kind of like a clockwork orange (laughs) and if that sounds appealing to you please check it out there you go Um, as i said earlier this movie was donated by mike bland if you have movies that you either watched and decided that you don't really like it and you want to get rid of it or maybe you're just trying to make room or you want to just cross over into collecting things digitally or maybe you upgraded to blu-ray from dvd whatever reason if you're going to throw your movie in the garbage can and you actually think it's something that i might like because i have pretty versatile taste hit me up on twitter i'll dm me i'll dm you my address and uh yeah <laughs> Donate those movies because I'm I'm grateful. I'm I'm always looking for new films to see. I can't guarantee I'm gonna um, do an episode on it, but I might if I like it and I feel it's something I want to talk about, I'll I'll definitely review it and give you a shout out. And I I uh yeah, <laughs> something to do with your movies if you want to get rid of them. Like Mike did, he'd I'm sure he likes this movie, but I guess not enough to want to keep it. Thank you for spending time with me. As you know, I love talking about movies with you. And please uh, come back next week. We'll talk about something, something uh, different, (laughs) something totally different, I'm sure. Until then, please take care of each other and take care of yourself. Aloha.